ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And this is The Cinema, the podcast where we used to walk home from the movies before we were shut into our home indefinitely. But we've got good news. We have someone else living with us now. You may recall her from such previous episodes as the Elf Christmas. <laughs> Troy <movie>. McClure. <laughs> um, she's been on at The Cinema a ton of times before, and now she's actually living with us because she's been kicked out of her university. It's Elizabeth. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you very much. I'm so sorry that you are homeless and that you live with us now. <laughs> and then, but the one condition, we said one condition of living with us is that you now need to be a podcast guest regularly. Those are, those are the one rule. It's fine. I've made my peace with that. <laughs> um, if that's the worst thing that yeah, happens to you in this, this, this week, then. in this uh, instance, and we're we're like, can we believe the irony, right, of having never had a family member since we had kids live near us, never mind with us? Uh, so we finally have a babysitter, and we can't go we out. Can't leave the house. <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> it's delicious irony, but we're actually so happy. Elizabeth's living with us. We're so excited. Um, Elizabeth is actually one of our Patreon subscribers. Are you going to continue to pay to listen to us as you live with us now? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. I think it's the least I could do. I, I think you should go in a different room when we do our Patreon. I was thinking when the weather gets fair, maybe we could like set up a cinema in your garden and you guys could go out there and pretend you're at the cinema. Oh my God. And I'll babysit oh, inside. That's, that's awesome. amazing. Thank you. And then I I'll, actually and have then a projector. I'll stop funding you. As well. Or <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, then and only then. then. And only then. <laughs> Will we not get our two or three dollars a month at patreon.com forward slash the cinema <laughs> where you receive a bonus podcast feed? I and really enjoy the what we've been watching episodes where you okay. get to see what Kathy and Dave have been seeing on the telly. Yeah. Well, now you'll be watching it with us. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so we're, we're delighted to have Elizabeth and we're really delighted that Sky Store have brought out this new thing, which is uh, movies that you should have been watching in the cinema but aren't because of lockdown and they've got the invisible man up there yeah i think i i, I read that this is nbc universal who have spearheaded this they got three movies available yeah. there was emma the hunt and uh, this one the invisible man and, and their I, owners comcast now own sky so it makes perfect sense yeah so we're this literally popped up on our tv and we went yes because the utter irony of all this is that only last week or the week before when coronavirus still wasn't you know, making that much of an impact on our society in the UK yet. Um, Elizabeth was actually planning on visiting us for the weekend and we were going to go and see The Invisible Man while yeah. she babysat. So this is all very strange. Well, it's win-win for you because you get to see it now. I know. It's just, it's just and you get to live with us and be on this podcast. I won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind your PhD has been paused. That's completely fine. Who needs a PhD when you have a new podcast career? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, as we said in our last episode, we are not here to make light in any way of the current situation. And, you know, it's, it's awful and we're all devastated. But we want to, you know, have some joy in our lives and 
from all the wonderful messages we've received from you guys via email or, yes. or social media we've thank been you so, so much privileged to get the messages we've been getting from people um, and keep them coming and yeah. we, you know we just want to keep doing the podcast keep talking to your friends and family talk to each other talk to us talk to anybody but I'm personally finding during this time that I was I, well WhatsApp has gone crazy um, like message groups group chats are nuts yeah and but I was also just messaging um, someone the other day and I was just like no I'm just going to phone this person and I felt so much better afterwards mm-hmm. so I recommend uh, not just listening to us which you should continue to do regularly <laughs> but course. also just like pick up the phone and talk to people it'll make them feel better it'll make you feel better and I think we all need yeah. social contact now and keep listening to like podcasts that, that aren't about coronavirus uh, like I've been listening to just like my favorite ones like the bachelor party for example where they talk about like reality tv like it's just uh, you don't want to like we're getting enough in the news like we don't need to add yeah. to it you want to forget about it yeah and actually i think that's something we'll try and do going forward is minimize the sort of chat about what's going on maybe a little bit in the intro but really we're just here to talk about whatever whatever movie we're watching and we're watching the invisible man and by the way it cut we'd love for you guys and maybe some of you saw it before lockdown um, but if you do want to watch it, it's available on Sky Store and it is available in the States somehow through some medium. Um, I'm not, I don't know if Universal have their pl- platform, already, but they are making these available, these titles available internationally. I mean, I sorry, but Emma, I don't think so. Like, it's not one we've no, been I'm dying not to in see. That. And apparently The Hunt is terrible. Oh. Um, but the, um, it costs, the cost is interesting because it's $20 in the US, it's £16 here. And I saw a lot of people complaining on Twitter about this because you and you do look at that and you're like oh seven day rental twenty quid you're like hmm but at the same time it's like oh you have seven days to watch it once you start it I don't think it lasts for seven days oh okay I mean I know you say that that's the price of like say two adult cinema tickets it's less than two adult cinema tickets in the UK well depending where depending you are where you yeah. yeah still quite a lot of money I think I think it's really reasonable because. I think studios have put so much money into making these movies on the assumption that they will get X amount of money from the cinema. All the cinemas are very responsibly closed in the UK here before they were even asked to do it by the government. They all closed, which I thought was incredible. And this, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not like, woe is me for Hollywood studios, but they have to make the money back mm-hmm. to keep making movies. We, on a typical night when we go to the cinema, by the time we've paid for a babysitter, never mind the cinema tickets, by the time we've paid for a babysitter, you get some snacks, you might get a few drinks. Like sometimes we've spent upwards of nearly a hundred quid to go to the cinema. So for me to pay seventeen pounds to watch something at home, and you get to stay at home, like yeah. yeah. And if you think if, if three of us were to go to the cinema now, how much we would have spent on all that? Like, it's it's an interesting test case for that model going forward. And yeah. I know there had been trials with it previously, but on a subscription basis. But apparently it was thou- like hundreds of thousands a month, or sorry, a, a year to sign up to this thing where you get cinema titles direct to your yeah, that's home. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, mean, I assume we'll never what it's called. We'll never get the breakdown of that money but the interesting thing is when you go to the cinema like most of the money you're actually spending is like pumped into your local economy it's exactly. not just yeah, that's it's true. not just into Hollywood yeah. and cinema and I don't want cinema to die because exactly. it's the experience and See, I don't the think cinema will ever die because cinema is going to the cinema is is an event in itself yeah. often separate to the movie it's an experience and, we, and it's one we've recently only recently started to have not just as like a couple and people who love the cinema but like bringing our toddler he just started to fall in love with going to the cinema so we brought him to see Paw Patrol and we brought him to see um, Onward, Onward. Yeah. and and now we've kind of ripped that away from him that lovely new experience like I just can't wait for when all of this is over and 
I, I swear to God, the first weekend the cinemas are open, we'll be back there. Yeah, I'm going for the whole day. I'll yeah. just do, do like three in a row. All <laughs> we right. even emailed our local cinema and we were like, we're so sorry. Like, we love you guys. We hope you can open soon. Um, but on to The Invisible Man, which if well, some of our earlier listeners may remember, episode 36, Dave and some friends actually went to see the original yeah. Invisible Man, which me and Elizabeth have never seen. Yeah, um... And it's a, it's a great watch, i got to say. Go back and listen to that if you want. So according um, to the... So I'm looking. We did it in... You had it on 1st of March, 2017. Dave walks to the pub with guests Lee, Tom and Scott. Uh, also, sorry that you can hear Elliot in the corner here just making lots of noise. Our little baby. <laughs> when was the original um, Invisible Man out? You tell me. It's You've got it in front of you. We don't know. <laughs> okay, it's the 30s, I think. Or the 40s. 1933, 33. according to the cinema's website. Okay, wow. so... Um, it's a great watch. It's a very different time. A um, lot of classic, fun monster movies. So this is, you know, you, The Invisible Man is part of that universal um, monster movie set that includes Dracula and Frankenstein, and they would often cross over back in back in the day. Um, and Universal tried to uh, kickstart a whole shared cinematic universe a couple of years ago. You might remember because shared cinematic universes are hot right now. Yeah. So, so the so Universal were like, we're going to assemble a team of uh, crack monster movies and uh, Tom Cruise in The Mummy was the first to kickstart the whole thing. They even made like an um, an ident for their, their Universal logo as it comes on at the beginning of the, the, the movie and it, would sw- it switched over. I saw it. Um, and the dark universe came on the other side. Like they were skewering to go. Wow. And then they even shot... Um, a photo which you can see with the cast of um, Frankenstein which was Javier Bardem um, The Invisible Man which was to be Johnny Depp Um, they were all together (laughs) they were all going to be part of the same universe which was Russell Crowe was the Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury figure who played Jacqueline Hyde and he's the one who brings them all brings the team together and then the mummy was absolutely bombed and it never happened. Well, yeah, so, all of that completely passed me by. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear about any of that. Oh, it was happening. Um, Which but, I think he talked about that a lot in the last episode because I think he still thought it was going to happen. We, well, we, we, me and uh, Lee Gant, uh, who was on the Invisible Man podcast, went to the mummy podcast with uh, another guest, Andy Naylor. So you can also go back and find that one. Um, but anyway, that never happened. So that, so they've, they've just gone down a different road of... Um, doing a, a completely different version with Elizabeth Moss, which is what we're about to watch now, which has uh, been made by an Australian uh, director, the guy who made uh, Upgrade, uh, and his name is Lee Wannell. Um, and Upgrade is supposed to be brilliant with Logan Marshall Green, who looks like Tom Hardy, but isn't. Well, this is great because um, you've seen The Invisible Man and Elizabeth and I don't know anything about it. What? You know the one that... Um, Hollow Man. Hollow Man is what I'm thinking of yeah. with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Is that anything to do with this? It's the same. That's The Invisible Man again. On but- this? It was based on the Invisible Man, yeah, sure. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. There was an, also an Invisible... There's been loads of them over the years. Chevy Chase was in one what? on stage, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just excited that Elizabeth Moss, when it was in the cinema, it was... I remember reading a couple of weeks ago that um, it was like top of the box office and that was awesome because it's like a female-fronted movie and that just doesn't happen very yeah. often. Is Elizabeth Moss the lady from The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. 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 Um, she is great. I've never seen her in anything else. I know she's in a lot, but I've never seen uh, her. Mad Men was Mad her Men, breakout yeah. role, wasn't it? I mean, maybe I'll binge Mad Men now. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I mean, hey. It's been <laughs> on my binge here. list for a long time, so. <laughs> um, but we better go because yeah. this is what happens when we don't record on our walk to the cinema. We talk for we way talk too long. long. Also, to I've be just... honest, our listeners have nothing better to do. We've nothing better to do. How do you know? <laughs> they could be out there bettering themselves. They're, 
I, I bet somebody like was about to write their write their novel they've been working on for years, you know and then they were like, "I'll the, see what the cinema is doing for ten minutes." All the and people on the back. internet who were like, "Oh my god, now that I'm under quarantine, I'm like writing a novel. I'm doing this, that, and the other." I'm like. We're like desperately trying to entertain a toddler all day. We can't achieve anything. I'm so jealous. No. No. Just getting a podcast episode recorded <laughs> and watching a movie is hard enough in a week. Anyway, we hope you're all safe and sound and staying indoors and we will come back at the end of this week. We'll see you in a couple of hours. Yeah, bye. bye. Bye now. I'm scared. You don't have to be scared of him anymore. He was a sociopath completely in control of everything. He said that wherever I went, he would find me, walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Are you okay? Someone sitting in that chair. I found something that can prove what I'm experiencing. You need help. Adrian is dead. I went to his house today. He's not dead. I have a pile of ashes in the box that would disagree with you. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is coming up with the perfect way to torture you, even in death. Adrian's true genius was how he got in people's heads. Don't come any closer. Hey! I'm not crazy. Please listen to me. You're saying the person trying to kill you is in the room right now, but we can't see him? Right, we've just seen the Invisible Man, right? Right. (laughs) Good one. Guys? Really good one. (laughs) Jokes. (laughs) I've gone crazy. And we, Elizabeth and I, hadn't realised it was a horror movie. So jokes on us. What did jokes you think on it us? Was? I do not watch horror movies. <laughs> did you think it was just? This? Did you think it was just like a rom com of an invisible person falling in love with a visible person, even though everyone said it was they were star-crossed lovers? I had never heard of it. <laughs> oh, okay, so it was just all. So you had no me. expectations. I had zero expectations. Right. Mm. Well, yeah, it's a horror movie. Yeah. So I think you guys were horrified when you discovered yeah. this. About, about 10 minutes in I was like wait a minute can we just say without this isn't really a spoiler for the movie but this movie is sleeping with the enemy right 100% it's just with sleeping the with the enemy and then turns out Elizabeth's <laughs> never seen sleeping with the enemy which is like one of my all time movies so we're going to make her watch it and we're going to do a Patreon episode Elizabeth did you know that <laughs> No, but I'm happy to. I mean, I what, have you got anything on over the next? Ooh, my schedule indefinitely. <laughs> my schedule's pretty full. <laughs> and then, um, separate to this, Elizabeth and I were watching Knots and Crosses, the BBC adaptation of the book that we've both read, and I was like, "Oh, this looks like Demolition Man, like aesthetically." And Elizabeth said, "What's Demolition Man?" I'm like, "My God, woman, you haven't oh lived. You do not know your early '90s movies. You're in for quite a ride." I so. know. I can just ditch my PhD and get a film education. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next up is Demolition Man and Sleeping with the Enemy. Um, Why don't we talk about the Invisible Man though, which is what people came here for? Okay. Yeah. What do you think so of the what, Invisible Man, Dave? I I thought it was really good. Uh, well, I knew it was a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what to expect, and I think it's a really good little horror movie. I didn't know it was from Bloomhouse. Um, Blumhouse. Blumhouse Productions. Jason Blum's Blum. Oh, it was a Bloom. Is it B L U M? Yeah, Bloom. That's Bloom. That's Bloom, honey. Oh, sorry, I thought it was. You're Blum. blooming crazy. But then, what's B U M? I mean, 
Boom! <laughs> <laughs> you got a lovely boom. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, where was you I? You know what's going to oh, make yeah. my so, boom even nicer? Sitting on the sofa eating, <laughs> eating crisps. Forever. <laughs> for the next three months. <laughs> yeah, I thought, um, I thought it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I think Elizabeth Moss um, is excellent in this. You, she really plays this somebody who's just like being increasingly isolated over and over. We will. I'll just say without giving away the details of this movie, I think it's safe to say. And I looked at the trailer. He's it, invisible. He yes, he's invisible, <laughs> and it's a sort. It's a domestic abuse situation, which is an interesting. So this is a basically a completely rework of reworking of the Invisible Man. It's nothing to do with previous incarnations. Uh, Elizabeth Moss is our is our protagonist, and she's escaping an abusive relationship just like sleeping with the enemy um and then the dude is invisible and is basically haunting her which made me think it reminded me a lot of paranormal activity for a while because there's a lot of moments where you're just watching uh like a serene moment of her in the kitchen and then she goes off uh camera and then it stays in the kitchen and you're just waiting for something to move do you know or something yeah. which is basically all paranormal activity was was just interesting camera work though because like nothing's changed but there's just no no longer a character in the scene so you're just like waiting for something to happen yeah and you know but like yeah. that create like, that, why that, hasn't the camera followed her that, that and just doing that is enough to mm. put you on edge isn't sure, it because yeah. then you're waiting for what am I looking for it's That's like where's we Wally both went oh is this our because <laughs> up until that point it was like a bit like sleeping with the enemy like a bit of a psychological thriller yeah but th- this is also a psychological yeah. thriller what did you think Elizabeth I really enjoyed it yeah I mean I wasn't expecting it to be a horror and to be honest, the scary horror bit, I think, kind of wears off in about the first third to half. And then it's much more bearable. So even if you don't like horror films, like, you'd be fine. Um, I liked Elizabeth Moss, but I can't remember if I said this in the intro. The only thing I've ever seen her in before is The Handmaid's Tale. And she's very similar in this as that. Because, it's again, her on the run or, like, trying to escape something and she's alone for a lot of it. So it's a lot of her dealing with that, which is very much different situation but very much what she does in The Handmaid's Tale so, so this wasn't really a jump no so she's really good but I think I'd like to see her in something else again okay. yeah. what about you Kathy? quite different in Mad Men actually. did you like it? I liked it um, I thought it was really good but I think the first half's a lot better than the second half mm-hmm. I think um, first of all I, I struggle and I know I said Sleeping with Enemies is a film I really like because I really like it but I struggle when the main source of conflict and tension in a movie is like domestic abuse against a woman I just find that leaves a bad taste in my mouth as a plot point just it's just something that I don't it doesn't sit very well with me um so that aside I thought they did it really well I thought like the opening it's so cool like how they open the movie is like straight into the action there's no build up to it which I think is brilliant yeah great opening great opening um, loads going on in terms of the relationships and kind of her world unraveling and then as it gets to the second half of the movie it turns into a bit more of like just a schlocky horror and it lost me a bit and I did say at one point like if we weren't doing this for the podcast I'd probably just switch this bit off like I didn't really need to see the end of it I felt like oh really um, clearly you weren't listening to me Dave I said that out loud I don't remember that <laughs> I uh, meant that because you realised it was a horror you didn't want to watch it anymore you did say that but. no yeah it's just I got I just got a little bit bored of it by the end um, but we save it for the sofa we weren't talking about the movie I just I uttered that to the room at one point saying I would turn it off now um, but agree like Elizabeth Moss obviously brilliant 
um, there's a supporting cast but like they don't have much of a role in it it's all about her movie um, and I like how they we won't go into it but I like how they made him invisible I liked all that so yeah. definitely quite cool and, and I thought it was interesting we've seen the scenario before of a character in a movie who is aware of the supernatural thing or the science fiction thing and is the only one and nobody's listening to them yeah I've seen that you know that's a very famous conceit even the that, it's a very fi- famous Twilight Zone episode of William Shatner on the uh, on the airplane and you can see out the window there's a gremlin pulling it apart and nobody believes him well it's also very common and in it, a domestic domestic abuse situation because like them like she met she says how her partner always based she doesn't use the word gaslighting but he consistently um made her think she was crazy and like did things to her that like made her question her own sanity and he also by all accounts was very charming to everyone else so it leaves you it's similar um already she knew he was a monster before any of this stuff happened and then she knows he's a monster and he's made himself invisible and like no one's gonna believe her but i think the film does a good job of expressing what that must feel like that alienation Mm -hmm. that feeling of that um even when she's trying to break free nobody believes her or or nobody is willing to to help or she feels like she has no one to turn to it's isolation isn't it ironically yeah. and it was this almost situation. really much more about that than the invisible man that was almost just like a a way of getting that story across yeah, yeah i think like so you could have told the exact same story pretty much without an invisible character so basically you could have watched it with the enemy because instead of the invisible man it's Patrick Bergen who when we record an episode on it I will recount the experience I personally had of meeting Patrick Bergen at the IFTAS at the IFTAS which is the Irish BAFTAS and there's a photo of me with him that I will post at some point yeah um, with the story behind it wow you're a real brush with the greats there (laughs) (laughs) it was literally one of the most thrilling I was like I loved you it's leaving with the enemy even though Michael Fassbender was like like two meters away and you were like oh my god it's Patrick Bergen (laughs) this was like a ten years ago though now to be fair yeah but Michael Fassbender was no I also said to Michael Fassbender I loved you in Inglorious Bastards oh I thought you were going to say I also said to Michael Fassbender oh my god Patrick Bergen's over there (laughs) did you see him I said to Michael Fassbender obviously I was like really drunk at this thing he'd been on the Late Late Show the night before like singing because he's clearly doing the rounds in Dublin and I was like you're such an amazing singer I saw you on the Late Late Show he was like please leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) go back to Patrick Bergen Josh Hartnett was at that um, Matt Dillon was at that got a photo with him I was like because I was like 22 right I'd just gotten a job working in TV and I got to go to the IFTA and like now I would never like if I was at an event like that I would never go up to celebrities and like annoy them but me and this other girl were just so drunk we were having such a laugh and all the celebrities are so drunk because it was the IFTA so nobody cared uh, that was really fun Anyway, um, we and welcome back to, to celeb spotting, <laughs> Kathy. Welcome back to Kathy recounting her twenty-two-year-old experience at the. You know, I'm just remembering what it was like to leave the house and drink. <laughs> oh, back uh, in the old days. Look, you guys are just as interesting. Don't worry about it. Um, should... You just came to life there talking about Patrick Bergen. <laughs> Here we are with subdued, like talking about the Invisible Man and domestic abuse, and Kathy's like Patrick Bergen. <laughs> anyway, I think we should go to Spoiler Sofa. All right. Uh, yeah. I, anyway, I would recommend watching this. Perhaps yeah, the sixteen pound is a tricky one. Yeah, and if Kathy you're... made a good point as well that it re- when we were watching it, it would have been much better in the cinema. Like you yeah. need the, you need the atmosphere, yes. and also like. 
if you're looking at your phone, like you kind of miss the subtle things, like things moving and stuff. I like, would try, say, try and give it t- your attention as if you're in the cinema. I think yeah. I, I think you're right. I think it would this if this was in the cinemas, I'd recommend people go out and see it. If you're at home and contemplating spending sixteen pounds to watch this, I would say just wait a few months and watch it when or it's available on Sky just Cinema watch or widely. Sleeping at the enemy, <laughs> or watch that, or watch the no, myriad of other I, movies. I still think it's worth it. You I should think support it. I'd say if you are interested in seeing it and you would have gone to see it in the cinema, I think you should pay the money. Yeah, okay. Particularly if if it's more than one person watching it, because it's a very the more you divide, like between the three of us, that's really cheap. It's good value. But if it's somebody who, if you don't have a big hunger to see this movie, would you say you have to watch this movie? Go spend sixteen pounds. I I wouldn't. I'd say if you have a hunger to see it, then of course you should spend sixteen pounds. No, do you if know what? Actively hungry <laughs> no, for on. this movie. No, do you know my point? When people are listening to us and they're like. Everyone's sitting at home and they're like, what? I want stuff to watch. Would you say... People literally did because I put up on Instagram a story before we watched it. Putting, I put up that we we're about to watch it and the amount of people who messaged me saying, where are you watching it? I want to see it. Okay, fine. Like, uh, uh, all I'm saying is if you want to see this, it's available. <laughs> Pay 16 pounds. I'm asking the question, If would you recommend to somebody... Like, a friend of mine texted me the other day. Hi, Joe. And he was like... Do you have any We're going crazy Give me a, a movie to watch Would you say Watch this one This is the one you have to watch Pay £16 Or would you say I would say If that was available In a few months Watch that Or watch I mean, A million other things That thing are available is right, right now, now If someone's asking us For a movie recommendation You're talking about Any movie that's available On video on demand Anywhere So it's pretty broad yeah, Different than a my, cinema My point is if, if, if someone's like I don't know about? what this is <laughs> What are we about. I don't know, but I think I should leave. <laughs> right, we're on spoilers over for the Invisible Man. We're ending this insane conversation. I have no idea what we're talking about. We've spent too much time together in the last week. Okay. Before we get to Spoiler Street, though, Spoiler Sofa. Spoiler. <laughs> gotta say it every time. Before we get to the sofa that we're already sitting on, in which we're able to spoil things, uh, I would like to do a quick shout out to uh, some of the lovely people who are. Uh, contributing to our Patreon every month mm-hmm. at patreon.com forward slash the cinema. So a huge thank you to uh, Concour D. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Dawil. Um, it's Davil, perhaps. Dawil. I'm sorry. So sorry, Dawil. I'm we absolutely butcher butchering name. your name. David McGuire. That's an easy one because that's my name plus someone <laughs> else's surname. Uh, Domain, which Ooh. is an awesome one. That sounds like a rapper's name or something. Sounds cool. Um, Keir Young and Callum Jewel uh, so thank you to all of you who are donating for two or three dollars a month to get access to our bonus podcast feed with loads of uh, TV and film reviews including the upcoming Sleeping with the Enemy I've just <laughs> discovered um, <laughs> and Demolition Man and uh, thanks again to many more of you who are all, have also donated and we'll shout you out in a future episode and it's patreon.com forward slash the cinemile if you'd like to join those awesome people so here we are we've arrived on spoiler sofa welcome thank you (laughs) it's less fun than spoiler street i have to say i'm actually losing my mind um all right i've got a few things i'd like to say okay about this uh about this movie and uh all right one was how first of all how hungry were you to see this movie (laughs) we're not bringing this back we're not bringing it back to this I think there's levels of recommendation. I think there's levels of hunger. If someone's like, should I see that Invisible Man? Dave, we ended this conversation. I really want to see it. Then I say, yeah, you should see it. It's really good. But I if say someone's keep like, hunger locked up to lunch. If someone's like, give me, a, give me a movie to watch. 
and then I'll say oh go watch The Invisible Man it's really good See, oh yeah where can I watch that oh yeah it's 20 stop. quid Elizabeth's cringing <laughs> <laughs> alright um, Elizabeth's actually like trying to social the main thing we, the main thing we should all I talk about spoilers to tea by myself the, thi- the all, most awesome bit in this movie I think we can all agree was the yourself. restaurant scene with her sister oh and yeah the that night. was amazing yeah how good was that that, that was the biggest we, like, we all went shock ah! yeah. <laughs> that was crazy mm-hmm. yeah so basically it's a really shocking scene he the sisters there's like a really sharp knife on the table of the restaurant they're in which is a funny scene because they try and add some kind of humour with the waiter which is a little we were debating like it's a little bit at odds with the movie but I like it. Yo, what was that about? There's like a sound Why have this waiter keep coming up and like, do you want tap water? I was like, just have this conversation. But it was like when you go to Nando's and they're like, have you been to Nando's before? Do you know how it works? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was like, um, I think it just added texture to the scene, but it didn't go with the rest of the movie. But anyway, he like slices the sister's throat and then puts the knife straight into Elizabeth Moss's hand. Having just emailed the sister that day being like, or a few days ago being like, yeah. I want to kill you from Elizabeth Moss's account. It's quite genius. Do you know what? It was like the stuff he was doing. It was, was pretty good. Farce- but it was farcical what he did. The one he was thing- very successful in getting her incarcerated, though. One incarcerated. Thing, um, one thing I was quite pleased about was that it turned out that he himself wasn't invisible, but that he had developed a suit with uh, cameras. Yeah, that was good. Because for me, I had been imagining all the scenes for the first half of the movie with him just walking around butt naked or <laughs> boot naked. Um,. And that was making me really uncomfortable just imagining this guy standing on her bed sheets with his schlong out. Yeah. Not Ew. <laughs> but they was, it was quite interesting, I think. Like, his invisibility, it's not really a, like a paranormal movie. There's no magic in it. Like, she mentions it from the very no. top that he's like an optics tech genius and he's yeah. so rich. So it's quite cool. Like, the whole time that he was, like, invisible, we were trying to, like, imagine, like, how has he actually done it with like real technology because it's not um yeah they've got he's not a super villain he's just kind a of, um, scientist uh, and the the original invisible man in the 30s was the same he was a scientist who'd done it to himself but he done some who, who he imaginary in, in science involving i don't know injected himself with some magic um you oh he was in the nude yes but dude was in yeah, the yeah, nip yeah. but this non-stop this dude was nip not. <laughs> No, this did you, dude. Did you was know not the orange of, origins of this? Um, actually, as we were watching it, I remembered. I have a very, very dusty old philosophy degree that I've effectively forgotten. Ooh. But it's actually the Invisible Man stuff first came up in Plato. There was like a mention of an artifact that could turn you invisible. Um, and then obviously it's been used loads throughout history in loads of different things, including obviously the original movie. But I did remember that it was called what was it I've literally had to google it now because I knew it was a Plato thing the ring of Gyges which apparently then like the ring in Lord of the Rings was based on as well so it's a very common thing to have invisibility but I think it was good that they made it techie because it made it it made like when she immediately guessed what he'd done because she knew he was an optics master whereas if she was just like he's back from the dead and he's invisible we would have been like what's she on about also she was in the she was in the very opening she goes down to his work basement where he's got he's got all this gear and she completely seems to ignore all of his weird gear yeah. yeah would she never be like hey what are you working on yeah well like she's get- probably in the like she we kind of we mentioned before spoiler sofa of the uh, the beginning but it's brilliant the scene at the beginning where she's escaping yeah, escape. from him it's really good and it's so funny they're like no spoilers for sleeping with the enemy but the similarities with that in terms of like the plan being very well thought out and one of our listeners Marty if he's listening hi Marty he he noticed before that in like 
every 50 episodes I would like casually mention <laughs> sleeping yeah. with the enemy Martin's and he messaged us one. about this movie <laughs> like a month ago saying that it was basically sleeping with the enemy and we'd forgotten until we started watching it and then we remembered um so hi Martin. Are you okay? I'm not okay. No, you Dave. mentioned Patrick Bergen every fifty episodes. <laughs> no, like I mentioned sleeping with the enemy every oh, fifty okay. episodes. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, because I'm sleeping with the enemy. You. I think you thought that was going to land. Up <laughs> <laughs> the absolute mic drop on that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, one, uh, Liz- Lizzie, you had a brilliant solution to her problem at one stage do you remember what yeah, you said yeah because there's basically she know he's physically there right like so you could touch him if you knew where he was and a cu- couple of times she does clever things with like paint or like uh, a fire extinguisher or something but like theoretically if she had like the core strength to just continually be hula hooping <laughs> <laughs> that he could never come near her <laughs> which I True. yeah just it's, always be hula hooping. Always be hula hooping. <laughs> a scientist. She's very practical. She's not flexing her brain right now on the PhD. No, I'd so love, she needs to think these things through. I'd love this like scene of Elizabeth Moss <laughs> staring intently at this door while wiggling her hips around. <laughs> right, right. But at one point she does this really clever thing, right? She sets herself up in a room and like puts flour everywhere so she can see the footprints. And she sits there for no more than 30 seconds. No, it's coffee beans. Or coffee yeah, beans, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And she then she immediately leaves there. there until 5 in the morning. The clock says like 5 a.m. But it doesn't say anything before that. When your, man, when your man left with his daughter, I think it was probably like evening. Did you guys think it was a bit odd that like just because you're invisible, why do you suddenly have superhero strength? Like he was actually Yeah, he was like holding her in the air. I guess he was quite buff, but... Yeah, I guess and being invisible like gives you some advantage. But her cop friend that he was beating up, that guy was like... So buff and fit. Did That's you get a good point actually? Did you guys think? I, I, I gotta admit, I really liked this movie. But by the end, when it was like this twist where his brother was also in the suit, and then he pretended to be locked up in. Which also, how did he seal himself into that thing? He would have had to arrange for the brother to do that. He probably paid a minion, knowing that. Well, whatever. But it's like it's it's just like this is getting a bit too silly now. I thought it, it did get a bit silly, but I think we were still all surprised when it was his brother in the suit. Yeah, but it was just an extra. I was surprised, but also like, and then it was <laughs> not just, in then a it was good just way. like, oh right, okay, no. that was a decent twist. Come on, like, but, but I just uh, thought that bit of the movie got too silly for me. All her like the insane asylum stuff. The best bits of the movie I thought were like right at the start, very early on, when she's standing outside and it's cold and she breathes and you see her breath in the air and oh, then you see yeah, breath yeah, behind yeah. her. That was really good. They were the cool bits of the movie. As soon as he was like outlandishly being, you know, really or, manipulative and like beating like punching people in front of her and killing people in front of her is a bit silly it was interesting when you finally see him at the end he's not scary at all yeah because he's just a man and I think it's like but that actually fits in with her journey because by that stage she's come she's sort of become visible herself and she's um, confronting him and she has all the power so it's like as an audience he's not that's the only they deli- the director deliberately doesn't show us him ever we never really see his face until the very end and then it's like when you see him it's like he's not he's just a, he's just a man and it's almost like she's realising that as well she's, she's amazing better at than the him. end when she shows up in that dress mm-hmm. to the dinner scene but all it was kind of ruined for us when we saw him because all we did was be like what do we know him from and like go on IMDb turns out he's in Haunting of Hill House but like that's the kind of thing you don't do in the cinema and that's why yeah. it's like 
this movie would have been. Well, you think it, but you don't. You, yeah, you're not you all, don't all scream it <laughs> over the scene. No, he's from that. No, he's not from that. But that scene was brilliant when she um she was all done up in the dress and she had the lipstick on and everything and like she killed him. I thought that was really good, like very satisfying. It was a little bit like I've just shot an intruder. Stop it! We gotta stop talking about this. <laughs> oh, now she knows that she shoots an an intruder. But who? It could I be don't anybody. Know, I don't know. Yeah. All right. I think we can all agree that she became visible by the end, and so yeah. this movie awesome should be character. called like, The Visible Woman. Very resilient. Yeah, she was. Really she was. Yeah. And how awful did we and like? Clever. We really empathized with her. Like when early on in the movie, she goes for her first job interview in years, and she opens up her portfolio, and he's taken yeah. the artwork out of it. Like you're devastated for her. The guy interviewing her was so nice. Um, and when you found out she was pregnant, they started blackmailing her about the baby. You know, like there is. It's so much of the Me Too era. Um, it's not a movie that I think you know the the way it was made I don't think it would have been made even probably well clearly wouldn't have been made 10 years ago because they were planning on doing The Invisible Man very differently as we spoke about <laughs> with the Johnny intro Depp. to this yeah. yeah so it's gone from being a Johnny Depp movie who's an accused domestic abuser to this which is about a woman surviving domestic abuse so that's quite yeah, a turn for the book interesting. and I'd much rather see this movie and would never have seen the other one um, so yeah I'm well glad you would we never it. have seen The Invisible no. Man no I'm uh, really glad we watched it though because it's good to have seen a new movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good service. Yeah. Um, I I felt like we got our money's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but it's just good to see because lots of people had already seen it and were recommending it and we yeah. had missed it. Well, let us know your thoughts. Uh, we're thecinemile at gmail.com uh, or at thecinemile Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think we should watch next. Yeah. Um, and we'll probably just ignore it and watch something terrible no, like Rambo. Like, like we We'll did ignore last it and just watch Sleeping with the Enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over and over again. Um, and if you haven't already done so and if you've got some time in your hands because you may be spending a lot of time at home, uh, we would, if you have um, an Apple device, really, really appreciate if you went through the podcast app and left us a review. It takes a minute, um, but it's very important for us and makes us very happy if you do it. You yeah. don't even have to write anything. Right. Okay. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining. Yes. Us. No problem. Thank you, you for having, having me. TV being on all of our episodes now. Yeah. <laughs> she's actually. I'll sit, I'll sit a few um, you guys can't see, but she's actually hula hooping right now. Yeah, I always but hula hoop. How else would you defend yourself? It's also the only way you can correctly social distance. It's actually true. You should yeah. always be at least one hula hoop away from, <laughs> from everyone else. Actually, my friend did say she saw a lady on the footpath the other day with like a two meter long stick, and she was like holding it around herself. So really? Well, like too. just like why like throwing it around like a. Like she was just like holding on the person. footpath like in front of her and then to the side of her like whichever way was close to her. I'm so sick of like we're going for walks around the block because you know you need exercise and sunshine and I'm so sick of people who just like saunter up the middle of the footpath. I'm like yeah. you stay on one side and I'll stay on the other side. Um, now it has to be said because us three are all living together we are not sitting two metres apart from each other. We've decided no, there's no point No but you no can't social distance this. from people in your own house. Well, particularly not when you're doing a podcast together. No. Well, your sofa's only so big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly. And our house isn't big enough for sub-isolation. <laughs> um, but yeah, right. anyway. Thank you everyone for listening. We hope you're all safe and sound. Yeah, be be well. And watch Be positive. Good, some good TV and movies when you can. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you're watching. Even if it's not a recommendation, tell us if you've seen something really bad that we should avoid. <laughs> this was a good... I think we should start raging movies based on their distraction level from COVID-19. Except this they, made me completely forget about it for two hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. For sure. 
I mean, any good so, movie should make you forget about your current situation, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Unless you're watching Contagion or something, which apparently is like... Don't watch Contagion. Gone to the top of the, the loads of like oh, really? um, Amazon charts and stuff. Like everyone's trying to watch Contagion no, for some reason. And you, um, you can't buy a copy of that famous French book La Peste or The Plague anywhere because everybody bothered to read it. Oh, really? It. Yeah. Really? It's like why people want to read about like slightly worse versions of what we're living I guess to maybe try and distract themselves but why and why it's, it's, it, and if they're looking for like tips on how to survive things it's like no just read the actual advice which is being issued yeah, yeah which nobody seems to be doing read the World Health Organization you know their website's really yeah. good um, okay thanks right. everyone sorry we are back to <laughs> back to the normal <laughs> yeah, real world alright social distance <laughs> stay home bye. stay home and listen to us <laughs> bye He's invisible, that's what's the matter with him. If he gets the rest of them clothes off, we'll never catch him in a thousand years. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.